0: Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tao I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No is allowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown my boy, never think about the drop Never ever ever think about the drop welcome to it sports fans it is the mkt show i'm back i'm back um it's been a while uh i'll maybe tell you what i've been doing i got a corporate job now which is uh what it is but i am back after um, uh, a few people have been sort of pestering me to get the show going and kind of be making excuses about work and things like that and listen ultimately this is what i'm going to do for a living for the rest of my life so thought i might as well get back to it what are we doing why are we wasting time um not going to do that back at it so here's what i'll do is just a bit of housekeeping you know housekeeping housekeeping um so i'll do this once a week you'll get one every monday somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour every monday And I'm back. This is it. We're back. We're back on, on top. Um, I got to buy some new stuff though. So I used to have lots of nice microphones and things. So if the sound quality on this one's crap, it's because I'm using a crap mic. You know what I mean? I'm just in my house using a crap mic. But I'll buy some stuff over the next month or so. You know, still got a budget. Um, I was gonna emigrate. Sold all my stuff. I was gonna emigrate. Leave leave the country. I virtually emigrated. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway, listen, if you want to get in touch, mkt at the mkt show, uh, dot com. So that's uh, the email. Otherwise, hit me up on the gram. Uh, you can just find the MKT Show or mktinspires. Instagram DMs are the best. I'm active on Twitter and Instagram. That's the place to be if you want to get me. Um, so go ahead and hit me up in the DMs. Otherwise, the mkt Show.com. If you want to do some work together, Or if you just want to say what's up, tell me what's happening, you know, is what's been quite cool is all the emails I got after the show stopped. um, I always like those kind of emails where, hey, you helped us change our life, like those kind of emails. I didn't expect to get so many of those. So that's always awesome. It's not why I do this, by the way. Uh, Like I'm not trying to be Mr. Inspiration Man. It is awesome to inspire people, but that's not why I do this. I do this because I love talking about sport. And I love sports fans. And I love sport. In that order. Alright, let's get to it. So, if you're back, is once a week I'll be on. I'll release a pod every Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday night, uh, which is generally what I'll do. Because ultimately, you know, the only sport that matters in the world is football, really. Um, I know we all love rugby, uh, but that's a tiny sport. I'll talk a little bit of rugby today. I love rugby, so I'm biased. But... I will. Um, I'll do a bit of rugby, but mostly I'm going to talk Premier League. Like, there's no other leagues that matter. Let's be honest. It's Premier League or NFL, and the NFL's off right now. Everything else is nonsense. Tell you why I think rugby's nonsense a little bit later. Uh, I know the Rugby World Cup's coming up, but like r- rugby is not a product. It's um, it- it's about the Premier League. So mostly I'm going to talk football. Like, if you want to listen to the podcast, I'll try and make some laughs as usual. I think I'm, I'm quite funny, but. It'll be football, largely, and it'll be Premier League, largely, because I don't even enjoy the Champions League, to be honest with you. I'll watch it, but I think it's a nonsense competition conversation for another day. I think the only league that matters in the world, and the greatest league in the world, is the English Premier League. They've got a dead right, they've got resources, they've got everything you need to have a great league. Smart people, uh, and, and great marketing. I work in marketing now, so, you yeah, know, I, I wouldn't call myself a marketing person, but I work in marketing. I, I work for a marketing company anyway. Don't know whether that makes me a marketing person. Anyway, so we'll talk largely Premier League, and that'll be now moving forward. I I promise I will do at least one uh, at the moment. That's all I can promise you. I don't want to promise. And I deliver. Good to be back. MK t All right, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to talk Liverpool today. Um, What should they do with Klopp? I'll talk Eric Ten Hag. It's, It's been a very, very interesting a sort of observation for me and it's something i've spoken about before really really interested in that um and what they should do with 10 hug at united and how i think united fans should feel it's been very very interesting for me to see and then i'll, I'll finish off with a bit of rugby because the one rugby product all right so i'm south african i live in south africa before we get going the only reason i will leave my house and i'm just speaking for me and pay for something in south africa is schoolboy rugby I, i've always said this i think it's the most professionally-run institution and sporting product in Africa. Not just in South Africa, in Africa. Nothing comes close for me uh, to schoolboy rugby. So it is the only thing that'll make me leave my house in South Africa and pay for it. I have not paid for another event. There's no team in South Africa that'll get me out of my house. But I will this year commit to watching a schoolboy rugby game every weekend. I'm away uh, on some travel at the end of March. Otherwise, every single weekend, I live in Johannesburg now. I live in the northern suburbs. I'm not traveling to Pretoria to watch. Maybe, like, if I can be here for, like, Afis, Greyblum, Afis. And, and I think Afis play at Greyblum anyway. But, like, Afis, palchem you know, like a big Afis game. Maybe I'll go for that. Probably not, though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's a hassle to travel in South Africa. So, um, the games I'd like to watch, though, I'm very annoyed as I'm away for travel, uh, uh, the Northside Derby uh, derby's happening. All competitions happening, and annoyingly, the one game that I'd committed myself to travel for this year—I'd actually already saved for travel and kind of worked it out to go to Paul uh, for it—was Bloom Paul was the one game I want to watch this year. By the way, if you're not South African, that is the greatest spectacle in the world. It, it's it's the best schoolboy rugby game in the world. And ultimately, I would argue for it is the best rugby game in the world because it just means so much to number one the Afrikaans community, but in the South African landscape, I always said having gone to an English school, we all know we're playing for second place. Uh, the the big dogs, it's it's Paul it's Grey Bloom. Back in my day, it was Afis, but they they've fallen off. It's it's Paul uh Paul Boys, and and Paul and Greyblum. Grey Bloom, Grey Bloom are the creme de la creme. So it's Grey Bloom. Uh, Paul him and Paul boys really and even then it's Paul him and Greyblum come let's be honest so that's what I wanted to watch this year I cannot believe I'm overseas instead of being here for Greyblum Paul him that is gonna be a cracker new site to look out for that um and also just open cards because I think it's the way to do it with listeners is that so I work at the company that houses um super sports schools So it's quite cool. I get to work with them um, sort of side by side. I don't really know what they're up to. I mean, they they just launched their channel on Supersport. So there's no association between this show and Supersport Schools, just to be clear. But I know them now. They're really cool guys and ladies. So, you know, I do get to chat a little bit about, hey, what's going on? What's coming up? They're making quite cool changes. And if you haven't seen channel 216, if you um, still have DSTV in 2023, um, I've got DSTV. I, I need to watch the Premier League. But 216, uh, you, you can watch a lot of schoolboy rugby. And, and other sports, by the way. There's other sports, but I've told the guys, I only care about rugby. Like, I, good luck to everyone else. I think rugby pays for everything and highlights everything. But, that you know, that it's their business. So Super Sports Schools, cool app. You can get it on your phone. It's free. Otherwise, you can watch it on 216 now. They've got a linear channel on DSTV. So they, they do not pay the show. I'm not in business with them. In fact, I work for... People that are involved with it, so that's about as far as my association goes. Not punting it. I'm just telling you that if you want to watch your school, they'll be available on on uh, on the app. So download the app, Super Soul Schools, uh, or you can just watch it on Two One Six now. I guess that'll be the premier games, the big dog games. Should just be the African schools, right? Like, listen, I, I went to an English school. Everyone knows we're playing for second place. It's it's Paul Kim, Gray right? Okay, enough of a ramble. Let's get into it. MKT shop Welcome back to it. First one back in a long, long, long time. Long, long, long time. All right. Let's get into the football. Uh, Liverpool. It's been an interesting season, hasn't it? And one of the things that I love saying in life is I was right. I was right. So Liverpool at the moment in a conundrum. What should they do with Jurgen Klopp? It's a bit of a tricky one. Because they've made it tricky. No? So let me tell you something. Um, if it is your first time listening to the show, welcome. But if not, well then, whatever. People know that I, I'm i quite lucky that I had really great parents. And in my opinion, anyway. Uh, they're not perfect, but they, they, they did an incredible job in my opinion. But my father always used to say to me, people don't change. People don't change. And one of his other things that he used to say is that, all disappointment is directly correlated to expectations people don't change and he used to say when you accept that people don't change right then you'll have peace it's when you think people will change right and he used to say to me the only thing that incentivizes people to change is death that's it nothing else and I used to think my dad was a ridiculous person for saying such things. Like, that's an outrageous thing to say. But the older I've gotten, and life's experiences, it's like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? This guy knows what he's talking about. In my opinion, people don't change. And when you accept that, you'll have peace. And you know what Liverpool are? Is they, they, don't they feel like a romantic club? They love that romance. You see the documentaries and you know you'll never walk alone and the shankley gate and all that and i i listen i like movies and i like art and i like relationships so i think uh, romance is great for those things if you want to be married if you want to make a a cool song or make a cool movie be romantic you want to run a successful book, football club in 2023 don't be romantic the biggest issue for liverpool is the fans And the biggest issue for Man United has been the fans. So so both clubs are actually stuck because of the fans. Because the fans are romantic. If it's Liverpool fans, they still think it should be like the 80s where the manager's the messiah. And of course, Man United, who struck it lucky with Fergie, think the manager should be the messiah. So they get romantic about an emperor figure. But we know it's nonsense. Because the most successful clubs in Premier League, Uh, history right outside of Fergie are Chelsea and Man City and they have been brutal they are very very clear that we no longer operate like Nokia we are now Apple it is brutal and it is everybody is disposable everybody's disposable let me tell you why it's a problem now for Liverpool because now it's not in your hands to get rid of Jurgen Klopp right if you're the ownership you can't just fire him now Because you should have fired him at the end of last season. People say, yes, but they went to every final. I told you earlier, people don't change. Every single club Jürgen Klopp's been at, his expiration date was seven years. Last year was seven years. Last year was seven years. You should have fired him last year. It should have been, wow, we played every game possible in the season. Excellent, we've peaked. Let's pivot. The thing about guys like Jürgen Klopp, right, is that it's never going to end nicely with that type of personality and i want to respect his personal life because people get divorced that are perfectly pleasant but it doesn't surprise me when i read that jürgen klopp's been divorced because i can imagine that personality type getting divorced listen firstly he's a great he's an all-time great manager so i can get i can guess he's quite obsessive about his work that can lead to divorce but also his personality is always on i mean he literally calls it heavy metal football Jurgen Klopp should have been fired last season. And the problem is the fans of Liverpool thinking that you should have an emperor figure. It's stupid. Let it go. At seven years, you should fire Jurgen Klopp. Because he got Mainz relegated and Dortmund nearly relegated after seven years. That type of personality wears people down. It just is what it is. And you know why you shouldn't compare it to Fergie? Fergie had a brilliant, brilliant guy to keep him in check. Right? He had a strong board to keep him in check. Fergie didn't have it all his own way. Jürgen gets it all his own way because Liverpool fans are romantic and the club leans into the romance of the Messiah figure. It doesn't work in football anymore. Listen, I read a book years ago. But anyway, I've got it still now. It's, it's one of my sort of Bibles because... I, I like sort of management books and like what you might call self-help stuff. I like reading that positivity kind of stuff. Uh, I like it. Um, but there's a book that I'd recommend everybody reads. Like, honestly, it's called The Principles of Scientific Man- Management. And it's, it's by a guy called uh, Fred Lick, uh, Fr- Frederick Taylor, right? Taylorism, famous if you're an economist uh, or a business manager or if you've done an MBA. You, you will have, at some stage, um, encountered uh, Taylorism. But one of his greatest quotes of all time is that... In the past, the man has been first. In the future, the system must be first. That was a powerful words. He wrote this a long, long time ago. You know? So... That is to say is... Jurgen Klopp shouldn't be the center of Liverpool. He shouldn't be dictating when he goes. He has been fired at the end of last season. Because this... People don't change. After seven years, it's been a disaster. It hasn't gone slightly badly. It has been a disaster at both Dortmund and Mainz. You should have fired him last year. Manager-centric clubs are archaic. There's a reason why Chelsea and Man City are now ahead of everybody. right? And right now, Man City have the right model. right? The model's simple. Right, so if Liverpool fans want to know what the model is, forget about the Messiah and Klopp. Klopp's okay, like he's please, yeah, he hasn't reset anything. It's just been a nice romantic story. But here's the model: Man City and Chelsea have had it right better than anybody, because Fergie was obviously uh, an enigma. But here's the model: a super rich owner who doesn't meddle, right? A very strong director of football and a board. And an elite coach, not a manager. Jurgen Klopp's a manager like Fergie and Wenger. And elite coach. Stop wanting to be in charge. I love Jose Mourinho, but this is where I think he's run into problems. But I think he's humbled himself a little bit. Just coach. Shouldn't be your job, right, to get players. You shouldn't be getting meddling in there. You know why? Because people are selfish. Klopp will shape it for himself. You should have a strong director of football with a plan for the club, and the manager should be dispensable. Everybody in modern-day football must be expendable. It shouldn't matter who's there, especially the manager. Unless you've got Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, every footballer in this past generation is dispensable. There isn't another Leo Messi. And for anybody who thinks Killian Mbappe or Erling Haaland are close, you're embarrassing yourself. They're not even in the same neighborhood. Like, I, Mbappe is not even Thierry Henry. Yeah, and it's not close, quite frankly. Right? Name as a joke. There, there is no Leo Messi and there is no Cristiano Ronaldo in this day and age. So everybody should be dispensable if you're running a su- successful football club. Because everybody thought. Oh my goodness, Xavi and Iniesta will be irreplaceable. Well, Gavi and Pedri are here now. Right? Everybody thought that. Everybody thought, we'll never replace Zidane and Kaká and these guys. Well, Chris and Modric are here now. Everybody is disposable. There's only ever in the modern age been two players that you cannot replace. Messias, Ronaldo, and Messi. They are the only ones. They are the only indispensable people in modern-day football. Everybody else should be dispensable. The director of football is king, right? And I'll give you that model again in case you didn't get it. Super rich owner who doesn't meddle, Very strong director of football who should be the center of the football club. And a board. And an elite coach, not a manager. Guys like Jurgen Klopp are finished. Forget that. Nagelsmann, Pep Guardiola is modern. He's a coach. He comes, he coaches. Let the board take care of players. Don't worry about that. You guys get me a profile of player that fits into what we're doing over a 10-year plan. But Pep Guardiola, you best believe, is disposable. Because let me tell you what Man City do. Roberto Mancini, we don't care. You're out. Pellegrini, we don't care. You're out. Mark Hughes, we don't care. You're out. And they have been winning relentlessly. Please do not think. They will think twice about letting Pep Guardiola go. Because now it is about a director of football, a plan, and lots of money. That's what it's about. And all the Premier League clubs are rich. So there's no good excuse. There's no good excuse. If you don't believe me, Real Madrid, Man City, Chelsea, three most successful clubs in Europe over the last 15 years. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. Roman Abramovich, everybody thought he was just a loose cannon. He wasn't. He understood the model. He understood the model. It was him. Stay out of it. Peter Cech, Marina. Everybody else is disposable. Five Premier League titles, two Champions League titles la- later. You, you can say what you want. As they say, argue with your uncle. You can argue with your uncle. Man City, they have five Premier League titles in. And how many? Is it Four? Carabao Cups a Champions League final and then Real Madrid I mean they went three in a row in the Champions League and, and now they're dominant and we, we know what's happening in La Liga now we'll see how that goes but, but that's the model right Real Madrid lots of money a strong board a director of football with a 10 year plan and people thought Chris and Modric oh my goodness what will happen Juamini already here Kamavinga already here they're already replacing him Valverde already here Marcelo can't be replaced nope don't worry we've already replaced him Tony Rudiger already here there's a director of football with lots of money and the owners are in charge stop with the nonsense fire Jurgen Klopp at the end of the year regardless how it goes right they're fifth now they probably will make top four I think they'll uh, they'll sneak into top four but it's over let it go It's over. He's not winning again. He's not winning again. And stop telling me this nonsense about Jurgen Klopp being one of the greatest managers the Premier League's ever seen. Stop it. He's not close. It's Fergie, it's Mourinho, and it's the rest of them. Pep in the mix there. Stop it. You you haven't got a, a, a Wenger here. Stop. It's over. Let it go. It was nice. And by the way, just to finish off for Liverpool fans, is that... You've just gone back to what you are. You know, people think Liverpool, because they were great in the 80s and and they're sort of a darling of the English media because they're they're a traditional club, you know, people think Liverpool have been winning forever. They have not. The 80s is a long, long time ago. Nokia was winning 20 years ago. I don't know a single person with a Nokia. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a Samsung. Like, it's 2023. Wake up. Sorry, like... Liverpool or Nokia, right? Is Liverpool, you're actually just back to what you are. A mediocre club with incredible marketing. That's what Liverpool are. You've got one title in 30 years. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Stop pretending like you're a big club. And if you want to be a big club, start behaving like one. And the model is Chelsea. It is Man City. It is Real Madrid. It is not PSG. We'll talk about that another time. It is not PSG. PSG are not run like Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Man City. They are not. They've got the problem of two, uh, <laughs> one guy trying to do two people's jobs. The owner thinks he's a director of football. That you don't want. Listen, say what you will about Perez, right? He lets the director of football buy the players. Hey, you want this player? Cool. We get him. I mean, the pressure's on. <laughs> the pressure is going to be on. You get him. Man City, you want the player? We'll get him. Chelsea, always under Roman. And Todd Booley might even be more aggressive than Roman. And I think I might like Todd Booley even more because I think he's got a slightly more sophisticated model as we've seen at the Dodgers. But but Liverpool, just accept what you are. You're a middle-of-the-road club who had one good, one incredible season. And stop telling me about the season you came second and how you got ninety-seven points. Nobody cares. You came second. You didn't win. Simple as that. Managers are expendable. Director of football is king. If I'm Liverpool, it's clop out. Love to know what you think. Hit me up uh, the mktshow.com if you wanna sort of see where can I listen. Uh, we won't be on YouTube. Uh, I don't think for a while. But you can uh, just click listen there it'll take you to the spotify link if you don't have spotify i don't know what you're doing with your life pocket cast if you've got um an android phone pocket Cast is actually better it's, it's much better apple's a joke right apple uh music or, or whatever you apple Podcasts, or maybe the worst ux i've ever seen for an audio platform in the world so listen on spotify which has a horrendous absolutely horrendous uh, ux right horrendous UX, but it is, it's the smoothest, I would say, of all the platform. But what I will tell you, if you've got an Android, pocket costs, the MKT show. Otherwise, just go to uh, the MKT com, and you can just click to listen there. Uh, top right. You'll see a button. Listen, it'll take you to the pod. Otherwise, Hey, email me MKT at the MKT com. Let's know what you think. Liverpool fans. Do you think I'm crazy? Listen, I know you are very emotional people. Liverpool fans love their club, hey I have not know what you think, but it's over. Let it go. Let it go. Quite frankly, it's time to move on from the silly model of a messiah manager. It died 15... Roman Abramovich showed you in 2003 that that died. But you were just in denial because you know why? Romance is for movies, music, and relationships. Clop out. Let me know. Otherwise, hit me up. MKT inspires on the socials. MKT at the MKT com for electronic mail. All right, let's move to the other side of the Northwest Divide. Um, it's another club, I think, suffering from romance, but a slightly different problem, right? Man United and Ten Hug. I was with uh, my best mate and a few people at a sports spot. For the Carabao Cup final, if you're South African, that'll be funny to you. But the Carabao Cup final, I was at a sports bar with some mates, and it was phenomenal to see how Man United fans celebrated, and and it, it was really interesting to me, right? Because as I was watching, and I, I thought, I thought something that I've said before on the show, and it, it it was just so true, right? But let me let me tell you a quick story. Is that. I've had two phenomenal girlfriends, right? In my life. oh well, I've only had two girlfriends, and they were they were way out of my league. I, I still don't know what the vibe was there. I, I was quite a fun person back in the day, though. Like, I, like I'm quite funny. I think I don't think I'm the best looking guy. Like I've always said it, but but I'm a bit of a you know bit of a laugh a minute type of guy. So I think that's what that's what worked out there. But I've had two really honestly. I do think about it now, I'm like, bloody hell, what What sort of web did I spin there? To get two of them, by the way, 2 I've only had two girlfriends and they were both like A plus in every department, and people who've met them, by the way, I've always said this, I am quite shallow, so the looks thing is important, they were both phenomenal looking, by my standards, I, I don't know what people's standards are, but and they were smart, and they, they they ticked all the boxes that I like, right? So, I, but still ridiculous because I I don't know how it happened. But I've had two phenomenal girlfriends, and what it's done, right? Like I'm thirty six now. People always asking, like, when are you getting a girlfriend? Why aren't you dating? Or what? I don't know whatever. I don't. They don't all sound like that. But in my mind, it sounds like, why do you? When do you get a good girlfriend? Why are you single? Ah, oh, shame. You must be lonely, and no, I'm not not lonely loving my life but but having girlfriends very nice Uh, having a partner is great but what having these two great girlfriends did was it complicated something for me it's very difficult for me to meet people now because i'm just like oh no like you're not even half of what i used to have bloody hell what am i going to do here so it's complicated it for me because i've seen what the best look looks like and i'm not willing to compromise you know which um, comes with a sharp end. But great relationships are awesome, but you tend to lose perspective, right? Like, I've lost perspective. Like, oh, no, no, not every girl is going to be like those girls in every facet. Like, sorry, you lost that. Great doesn't come along every day. It's very rare. There's a reason why we have one percenters. Great relationships are awesome, but you lose perspective. So, Eric Ten Hag's going to come, what, fourth or fifth? I mean, uh, I'm recording this just after a nil-nil draw uh, with Southampton. Um, so, they'll come fourth or fifth. Water always found, finds its level. Right? Winning the Carabao Cup, it turns out, doesn't make you Real Madrid. Shocker. But here's what I don't understand about Man United fans. And at the Carabao Cup final, when I was there, the elation it was like, oh okay, is Bill Shankly back or is Fergie back? What are we doing here? (laughs) And it was genuine emotion, you know, that the nice thing about football is it exposes where you actually are. It's a beautiful thing. It's part of the culture. But I've been asking myself, didn't Ole Gunnar Solskjaer come second in the Premier League? Didn't he get to the final of the Europa League? Those things happened. I saw that. Pretty sure he got to the final of a, of a Carabao Cup as well, but but I'm sure that happened. I saw Oligonasovska come second and get to a Europa League final. Didn't that happen? So why are they praising this guy like it's the second coming of the Messiah? Because here's what I don't get. Eric Ten Hag broke the Man United transfer. Window record by the way 220 million pounds that is spent. But great relationships ruin perspective because the drop off from Fergie, right? That's what's ruined Man United fans. They're so desperate now that even if you're mediocre now, they'll take any company now just to get that feeling again. It's kind of like, oh, it's kind of, oh, Fergie used to win, it's Europa, yeah, yeah, but it's. Carabao Cup, yeah, 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 but it's, you know, we're winning again. Like, no, 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 you're not winning again. You're going to finish fifth or fourth after breaking your transfer record in a window, ever. You're going to be fifth, fourth, looking more like fifth, to be honest with you. Water always finds its level. Here's the problem. You keep committing to a manager, right? Right. You keep committing to a manager. I've just told you what the model is. Stop committing to a manager. Moise, Jose, Ollie, Ten Hag. It's stupid. So they keep doing the same thing. And you know what the problem with committing to a manager is? I just told you. Moise wanted to do his own thing. You have fella Yeni, and not. what are we doing? Okay, now you have to abandon that. right? But now you've committed $150 million. Right? So not only do you need new players, but you, you now have to get these other guys off your books. And we've seen how challenging that's been for Man United. But then you get another manager and you give him £90 million. You break the world record for Paul Pogba. right? And Jose gets his own guys. Then Van Gaal gets his own guys. Then Oli gets his own guys. So you, you've actually been in the same place since Fergie left. Man United have not moved philosophically since Alex Ferguson left. And the problem is people think other companies will wait for you as you stand still and go backwards. The problem is Roman Abramovich <laughs> and Sheikh Mansour did not. They saw Real Madrid and they said, oh that's the model. They saw Barcelona and said, oh, that's the model. Director of football. They saw Bayern Munich. Everybody's disposable. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, best run clubs in the world. Everybody's disposable. Bayern Munich got rid of Pep Guardiola and nobody noticed. They're better now. They're better now (laughs) with a guy who looks like he should be in kindergarten in a Julian Nagelsmann. Everyone thinks Pep Guardiola is this genius. He's not. He's been in great systems. And listen, he's a brilliant, brilliant coach. But he's a brilliant coach, not a manager. Man United, in the last decade, have committed to five different philosophies and managers. That's your problem. You still idealize, still thinking, oh, I can, we can get Fergie back. Let's just get a strong personality. It'll work. Not how it works. Not how it works. And here's the biggest problem with Eric Ten Hag for me. And the warning signs are here. It's exactly the same problems you're going to have that you had with Ollie and you had with uh, Jose. And you had with Moyes. And you had with Louis van Gaal. They're, all the, it's exactly, they're doing exactly the same thing. They've bought really badly. So although it fixes your problem in the short term, what do you do in the long term because football is long term? Because let me tell you something. Casemiro, right, who just got another red card, which was a, a, a red card. Casemiro's not good enough. Play in the Premier League as your anchor. Sorry. And he's got two red cards, which he never got in Spain because this is big boy football. He's not what he was when he was 25. I'm sorry. Listen, he's a legendary player. That's not what I'm denying. But he's not at his physical peak. And you know how I know that? He's always late for challenges. And I know he's got a great personality, he's strong, he's given Man United. Again. It's the lack of perspective. Remember, remember those great relationships you had when you were 20, 21? And then you're trying to find another great girlfriend, but you let her go because you were a clown? Well, that's what Man United are. They're like, oh, okay, listen, we've got our Roy Keane back. No, you don't. Casemiro cannot be the anchor of your midfield in the English Premier League. He just cannot. He's got two red cards, which is, he never got at Real Madrid, by the way. Two straight reds. It's not because he's not a great player. It's because the Premier League needs more. And first and foremost, you must be athletic. Technical guys don't work. If, if technique's your first thing, don't play in Spain and Italy. Right? The only guy, the only guy that's ever been technically sublime and been the best midfielder in the league, I think he's the best number 10 that the Premier League's ever seen. Is David Silva but he's an anomaly he is an anomaly I mean the, David Silva is like we're talking about Xavi and sort of Zidane that level of technical ability where he's just a wizard but but that's an anomaly Casemiro is not that he's technically poor you see him get caught on the ball he's not made for the Premier League it was nice when Modric <laughs> and Kroos are doing things so you bought badly there you spent 30 million pounds On a player who's already on the other side of the hill. To me, it's it's very, very clear. He's late on challenges. And listen, technically he's not there. But the biggest mistake you've made is a 100 million pounds on Anthony. Like there's bad buys and there's bad buys. Pogba was a horrendous buy. But this one will be one for the ages. Because let's just say Anthony, people say, oh, it's his first season, blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, I like to do comparisons. So Anthony isn't good. He's not as good as Ian Robin was at PSV, right? And Ian Robin, again, I'm going to the very top. But the comparison will be, oh, but Ian Robin took it till his second season. Right? Con took till his second season. What you are saying is that Anthony is going to become a legendary player because it's clear to me that he's not built for this league. And I don't think he's got the head for it. Unless you think he's Cristiano Ronaldo. You spent £90 million. So here's my thing about Anthony. Even if he doubles his output, he is not as good as San maximin He's not as good as Grealish. He's not as good as Foden. And the list could go on. I'm a Chelsea fan. I'd take Havertz over him. Right? He's not as good as Havertz. Like, Havertz has had a poor season, but he's not as good as Havertz. You know that. I know that. But he's not San Maximan. He's not Grealish. He's not Foden. So you've spent £100 million on a guy who probably should be at Aston Villa. He should probably be at Aston Villa. He's not making the Newcastle starting lineup because Almiron's proper. So, and and people get excited because it's quite cool to say, yeah, but he's continental and Ajax and you don't know football. But uh, I know football. I played it professionally and I'm watching and that ain't it. And I told you earlier, people don't change. Anthony's not going to change. He's not going to. And water finds its level. I know everybody thinks Marcus Rashford is all of a sudden Paul Gascoigne. Listen, it's an anomaly season. Darren Bent had a great season. Uh, James Beattie won the top goalscorer award in this league. But Marcus Rashford's middle of the road. Stop it. Stop telling me Marcus Marcus Rashford. is not Cristiano Ronaldo. He's not Kai Hubbard. There's another level, and Marcus Rashford is not that. But then you bought Varane for 30 mil as well. Like, Man United have just bought so badly. Varane was already injury-prone. Real Madrid don't let go of players. They don't let go of players. If they want a player, Real Madrid do not let go of him. But he was injury-prone. So this is probably the best version of Rafael Varane that you're ever going to get. Because injured young, injured old, and he's only getting older. And it's always soft tissue stuff. He's going to get more and more injured. So you've spent... One hundred and sixty million pounds on those three players, two of whom whom are are past their peak. And Anthony, who I don't think is made for the Premier League. I'm not saying he won't be a good player. He's just not a hundred million pounds. Listen, people go, oh, but you don't say that about Chelsea. If you think, right, if you watch any football, there is no way. You think Anthony is the player, just the technical player, that Mudrik or Charles Felix are. Like, if you've just watched the game, I'm just talking about technical stuff, and he doesn't track back. So now, the problem with the technical side is, okay, fine, we can fix that, and it's a little bit physical in England. All right, what are you going to do about the mental side? Because let me tell you something, you can't change that. That's who he is. In South Africa, we have a term called glory boy, right, for guys who just want to dribble. And not drop back. He's a glory boy. You can't change that. Jack Grealish for for all of his faults. And I think probably his look in the short shorts. Grealish is such a brilliant team player. You saw what it at Aston Villa. Is that Grealish will do the dirty work. It took him a season to settle under Pep. But he, he's been sensational this year. Bruno Fernandes probably has the hard work and not the talent. So that's probably someone who I'd build around rather than Anthony. But even then Bruno middle of the road right so i think you've made big mistakes as man united i i I just don't see what they've done and here's your biggest problem newcastle are the worst they will ever be for the next decade and chelsea aren't going to be this again they've just dropped 300 mil, and you can see it's coming together it'll come together it's a new manager i don't want to get into chelsea i'll do another podcast for chelsea and i'll tell you my thoughts on the entire process right if man united don't make top four here's what i do it sounds crazy right when you make mistakes don't double down on them like i'm, I'm currently learning that that, that in, in my life right now and but 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 again i i have a policy of i'm not doubling down on having made a mistake i made a mistake recently and there's no need to double down when you make mistakes don't double down on them if man united don't make top four this this season i'd get jose mourinho i think jose has humbled himself over the last few years tottenham humbled him and now he's at roma and he's just coaching He's just coaching now, you know. And I think I'd go back to Jose because I think the league's humbled him. But I think he's the right type of figure to come in and get the most out of the mediocrity you've got. Because you can't spend your way out of this hole now. And don't give me the Arteta thing. Ten Hag, by the way, people keep thinking Ten Hag is some up-and-coming manager. He's fifty-three. He's older than Pep Guardiola. I don't know if people know that. This is what you're getting with him. The thing about um, Ten Hag and sort of Potter and these guys is there's still there's still room for growth. This is what Ten Hag is. You're you're not getting more. You're not going to squeeze more out of this manager. You're not going to see tactical flexibility. He's not going to grow as a man manager. This is who he is. He's a 53-year-old man. You're getting the best of him. Even if they get slightly better, you're going to be fourth, fifth, sixth next year again. Not because he's a bad person. Because that's his level. He's, he's already hit his peak. People don't improve after 53. It's not how it works. You've got Julian Nugglesman, who's a child. If United don't make top four, I would be talking to Jose Mourinho right now to say you will come in and coach He's older than Pep. Listen, Ted Hag's older than Pep. Stop. He's not going to develop. He's not a young manager and he needs time. You know what he is. This is what he is. The older we get, the more we are who we are, right? So They spent badly. Man United have made the same mistake again. They made the same mistake with Moyes, right? They've, they really have made the same mistake with five different managers now. Why are you letting the manager spend the money? <laughs> it's hysterical to me. Moyes, same mistake. Jose, same mistake. Van Gaal, same mistake. Oli, same mistake. And now you're making the same mistake again. Because the club has to pay for the manager's poor decisions. Instead of, no, the manager, you're disposable. We're buying new players. Here is the club system. See Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Man City, Real Madrid. And stop with the elite, he's elite rubbish. I saw Jose Mourinho come in his first season. Thrown Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger listen I saw Antonio Conte come in take a Chelsea team that came 10th the previous season and win the Premier League stop with the nonsense of people saying oh it's taken him six months to be the fourth best team in England after breaking the transfer record for Manchester United who is the highest spending football club in the history of football maybe we're working inflation in there please Fergie didn't just win with kids it's nonsense he was the highest spending manager in the league. That's how you win. Money and good coaching. Fergie spent the most money he won. That's just how it is. Right, The highest spending football club in the history of the Premier League has just broken its transfer window record and they're going to be fifth best. Are you kidding me? Move on. I would move on. He's not elite. Stop. If you don't believe me, just go look at Antonio Conte when he won the league. First season with Chelsea. That was after Chelsea were 10th, by the way. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. He's not elite. He's not. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT at themktshow.com. If you want to email, otherwise, MKT inspires. Otherwise, the MKT show, wherever you are. Love to know if you're a Man United fan, your thoughts. It's very puzzling for me. You've made the same mistake. Like, do you know what I don't like is high-maintenance people? Like, I have no friends anymore that are high-maintenance. If you're high-maintenance, I'll see you at weddings and stuff. But you're not... Like, I, I just I can't be around that. I, I don't like needy people. And I don't like high-maintenance people. And, and all human beings are high-maintenance, right? We're all like hard work. But there are just people where it's always them, right? In every facet of life. Like, I can't do it. Can't be me. And it feels like Man United or that... Like, like if you were dating Man United, they would just be that girlfriend who's always crashed a car or fighting with their mum or their boss is a horrible person. Like, it's always someone else. Because C- you keep making the same mistakes. Five boyfriends in or whatever. Right? Are you kidding me? Moise, Jose, Ten... I mean, Ten Hag, Oli, Van Gaal. All the same mistakes. Unbelievable. You overspend on mediocre... And then you're surprised when things don't work out. Unbelievable. This guy's broken the transfer record, by the way. I don't think, like, nobody is talking about that. I guess it's Chelsea's insane spending, maybe, has overshadowed that Eric ten Hag has broken Manchester United's transfer window record. 225 million pounds. Unbelievable. And you're fifth, fourth. Antonio Conte won the league. Jose Mourinho spent the money, but he won the league. And, <laughs> listen, Conte beat all of them. Right? There was Pep was here. They were, they were all here. Please do not do me a favor. They were all here. Man City were cooking. Fergie was here. I suppose Fergie would have been what? Jose? Who's he competing against? Jose or all? But they were spending money. Conte beat all of them, and Jose beat Wenger and the great Sir Alex Ferguson. So don't give me he's elite. Ten Hag's not elite. It's been done before even better, by the way. Antonio Conte said, don't worry about it. I got you. That's what elite management is. I'd go for Jose. Love to know what you think. Man United fans, hit me up. At MKT Inspires. All right, let's finish off on some ruggers. Do another 10 minutes or so. Finish off on some ruggers. Tell something my dad used to say to me as well at home I'll tell you a quick story before we get into it we're going to talk some rugby now um england lost 53 10 and there's a bit of uproar in but if you've been listening to the show for three years i've always said northern hemisphere rugby for me is a joke like i've compared to southern southern hemisphere i've always said that but my father always used to say everybody has their thing and you know he, he lives in germany and finland and to talk about what what makes these countries great uh, there's a complexity to history but but his simple thing was the finnish people know what their thing is so if you go to finland chemical engineers it's a big thing there right engineering big thing that's their thing you know whatever i don't want to bore you with this is not a history list maybe i do a history podcast sometime i love history but that's their thing germany has its thing bureaucracy you know systems They have their thing. That's their thing. Everybody has their thing. That's what my father used to say. Don't be surprised when people are good at something. It's their thing. Like my dad's mathematics is my dad's thing. Football's my thing. Europe has bureaucracy. America has drive and ambition. Africa has food and coffee. South America has food and football. That's their thing. Look... In uh, matric, I did an exchange six months, right, um, at an English school, and I played rugby. Then they thought I was like Christian Cullen, and I was like, "Oh my God, are these guys joking?" I'm a one-star athlete in South Africa for rugby, at least. Like, I mean, I've always been a good footballer, but I was like, you know, yeah, first team, two years, no big deal. But I was, we're not talking, you know, I'm at an English school, boys' school, nice, elite, but. But it's not, you know, it's not Grey Blum. It's not Paul Khin. It's not Paul Boys. It's not Afis. There's a creme de la creme. We know, we, we know who. So I wasn't at that level. Like I was a pretty decent rugby player, but I wasn't, you know. Shout out Preston Momsen, who was a real rugby player. SA School's no big deal. Cricket and rugby, that guy. <laughs> Legend of the game, Preston Momsen. But at Eton, they thought I was, like, geez. It was hilarious to me. It was absolutely hilarious to me. But as I think about it, like, rugby is not England's thing. It's not their thing, guys. You know how I know they have tried to pay players from other countries. They have the most money. They have uh, the most registered rugby players. They're, it's not their thing. It's not in their society. It's not in their blood. To use a very loose, wooey term. Now, I don't know what it is from a scientific point of view. But England doesn't have the athletes. They've tried to pay everyone to come over from every... I mean, Tui Lagi and all these guys. What they don't realize is we're giving them cast-offs. Guy played against Brad Barrett played there. I mean, Brad wasn't going to make it here. Well, he can say what he wants, but he wasn't. You know, and, and listen, he was a legendary school rugby player. Took Kirsten into the top five in the country, I think, that year. Brad Barrett was a legendary. Not a good rugby player. He was a legendary, by even by off Khan's guy standards, in rugby. They knew Brad Barrett in this country. He was a hell of a rugby player. But when you get to that next level, Brad knew he had to go to England. He knew. That's, a, like, they get our cast offs. I mean, who's the Sc- Scottish winger? Ruan, uh, is it, Fanemava? Or D- Duan Fanemava? that's the guy, not Ruan. We have 30 of those in South Africa. He wouldn't even make the fourth team for South Africa. But my God, Scotland think it's like Campesi has come back to life, right? They think they've got like Joe Nolombu, Joe Eli Rugby's not their thing, guys. Not shocked that they lost 53-10. Rugby for South Africa and New Zealand is our thing. People think, and it's an emotional topic, right? It's an emotional topic. But rugby is the one thing South Africa takes seriously. We don't take football seriously. Just because you like something doesn't mean you take it seriously. Right? We don't take football seriously. We don't put smart people there. We don't put resources there. Because the things you take seriously, you put your time and your money in. That's It's as simple as that. People aren't stupid. Rugby has smart people who protect it and spend money on it. Rugby is our thing in South Africa. Our best athletes play it because it's organized. And I've told you schoolboy rugby is the most organized sport in Africa. So Northern Hemisphere rugby is a joke, right? It is. But also... It's not England's thing. So I'm not shocked that they get hammered like that. It's not even France's thing, to be honest with you. They take the Southern Hemisphere cast-offs, and they think it'll work. Unfortunately not. Listen, France nearly lost to 14 men against the Springboks. The B team, right, without a fly half, if we had a guy who could kick, we win that game. With 14 men for like half the game. Remember that whole thing. And that was France's 18, by the way. I don't want to hear anything. Because rugby is not their thing. Bureaucracy and the champs that's their thing. Rugby is not their thing. The Southern Hemisphere produces dogs. <laughs> New Zealand produced dogs. Rugby is their thing. It's their only thing. South Africa produces dogs. It's our thing. It's our only thing. There's nothing else in South Africa. Stop telling me about football. We like football. We don't take it seriously let me tell you what you do. When you take something seriously, you don't get emotional about it. When you get when you take something seriously, you take your emotions out of it and you develop it. In fact, if you take something seriously in life, or, or shall I speak to my own experience? When I've taken things seriously in life, right? I've invested my soul into it, which means I'm not emotional about it because there is no choice. I'm all in. Rugby is the only thing in South Africa in terms of sport where we're all in. It's our thing. Which is why they'll never beat us. They'll never produce our athletes. They don't have what we have. I mean, they don't have the land we have. They don't have the weather we have. They don't have the rugby we have. There are 10, 15 international class sporting institutions that play rugby for real. From the age of 6 until the age of 17 in this country. Which is why we can produce these guys and they can go and play for Canada. Shout out Preston Monson playing. out there for Scotland in the cricket. But you'll always get our cast-offs in South Africa. And New Zealand will only give you their cast-offs. They will pay their guys that are dogs. Tell you something about the World Cup, guys. England lost 53-10 to France. The Springboks should have beaten France with 14 men if they had a kicker. If Libok had come on earlier, we'd beat France there. The World Cup's going to be a joke. I'll I'll say it now. It's going to be a joke. New Zealand or South Africa, it doesn't matter that we're on the same side of the draw. New Zealand or South Africa win it easily. If you don't believe me, you may or may not know this. The Northern Hemisphere has only ever won the World Cup once. And I tell everybody, I've only ever respected one international rugby team from the Northern Hemisphere. One. Once. It was three years. Jason Leonard, Steve Thompson, Phil Vickery, Ben Kay, Martin Johnson, the original head boy. Richard Hill, Lawrence Delalio, Neil Back. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. But that was an anomaly. Will Greenwood, Mike Catt, Jason Robinson, Ben Cohen, dogs, <laughs> Jason Leonard. Come on now. But that was once. Springboks have three World Cups. And we were in isolation for how long? People are telling me Donnie Gerber and those guys were actually the greatest Springbok team of all time. I'll let you debate with your uncle. So we could have had four. All Blacks have three World Cups. Two in a row. This is the worst All Black team I've ever seen. Since I've been alive. They're the worst I've ever seen. They are going to Trans-Ireland, France. Wh- whoever stands in their way. Like I'll let you debate whether the Springboks are going to win. Uh, we'll talk about it. I, I, I don't think I'm going to talk too much more rugby. I don't think I don't think there's much to be said, but but on this point, I thought it was hysterical that England lost, and they've they're going to blame Eddie Jones and whatever it may be. But let's be honest, rugby is not their thing. Bureaucracy that's their thing. That's their thing. Bureaucracy is England's thing. Rugby, mm, economy that's their thing. That's England's thing. That's their thing. Private banking. That's England's thing. Rugby, not so much. Can't fake it. You can't plaster it over with money as well. It's on your culture. And if it's on your culture, it cannot be your thing. 5310 at Twickenham. Couldn't happen to a nicer bunch. Eddie Jones must be loving it. And I mean, I don't want to do a technical breakdown because I think there's just there's so many podcasts now that do all of that stuff. And I enjoy that side of the game, but. I prefer talking to just the human side of it. It's like, it's not your thing. Which is fine, by the way. It's fine that it's not their thing. But there's nothing that they can do to catch us and New Zealand. Listen, you want to know how much it's not their thing in the Northern Hemisphere? They've tried to spend all the money and steal players from everywhere with the pound. and They've got the most money. That's cool. Australia have two World Cups. They don't even care about the the (laughs) rugby union. Isn't that hysterical? Australia do not care about rugby. Like we've seen now, it's ramshackle. They've seen now. They had a goth as the lady running rugby at a stage. I don't know what was going on there. Australia do not care about rugby, and they've won two World Cups. The the entire Northern Hemisphere, with all of that money, have won in the history of. It. <laughs> That's hysterical. It started thirty five years ago. All Blacks have three, SA are going to do it again between those two. So look for the All Blacks if you if you're putting money down. I would say All Blacks or us. And don't give me Dupont. I, like I'll talk about that another time. Maybe the most overrated rugby player of all time. Aaron Smith's worst day. Aaron Smith's worst day is Dupont's best day. He can't pass from the deck. How can you tell me a off's great when he can't pass from the deck? But you know why? It's because he's he's above average. He's good, actually. Let's say Dupont is good, but because Northern Hemisphere rugby is such a joke, he looks like he's Fourier year prayer. Imagine they imagine they could see like prime Fourier de prayer do his thing. A box kick of 60 meters. Like they're telling me about Dupont's kicking. de Dupriar could box kick it 60 meters and land it wherever he wanted it. And from the base, between him and Aaron Smith, I'll let you argue with your uncle, who the best passer from the base in the history of rugby is. But between the two. DuPont cannot pass from the base. How can a scrum half have to pick the ball up to pass it? But no worries. We're playing uh, Northern Hemisphere Rugby. There's no athletes. The defense is a shambles. It's a joke. There's no big hits, by the way. They have no athletes up there. They think France are athletic. What a joke. (laughs) (laughs) what a joke when New Zealand Unleash and SA Unleash you're going to see that it's our thing alright listen I've done an hour but I did want to talk about um, schoolboy rugby quickly Um, if you are from Johannesburg and if you're coming maybe you're listening overseas and you maybe come on holiday in April um, around Easter end of March uh, I think it's the 7th that weekend the 7th of april um the saturday games at st john's rugby Festival is the place place to be i've looked at the other festivals don't like don't waste your time the one to be at is st john's those are that's the that's the one to be at and i know don't make it a competition professional whatever i'm not into that if you're playing play to win i don't know what's going on everything's becoming montessori but whatever but it's an institution right in johannesburg um I'll give you the fixes you want to be at so saint john's saturday see you there if you're there It'd be great to catch up if you're listening to this uh, hit me up on the socials if you're going to be attending uh but the games that i want to highlight there's two big games and it was quite like it because i've played in saint john's twice so it's, it's it's you know what's nice about it is i don't want to be old guy who imposes himself but i love schoolboy rugby so i'm going to be that guy naturally but I just love seeing the youngsters and the cult heroes and obviously singing. If you've, if you've seen the chanting, uh, it's gone more to Guijor with uh, the introduction and, uh, and, and the change of, of culture. And shout out to the schools for evolving. Um, but I love seeing it because I know what the players are going through. I can see who the, the guys that are, are full of shithousery are. I love that i i can see who the guys who needle are i can see who every character is right people always ask me uh, what i miss the most about playing football i say yeah playing is great nothing's playing but nothing's the change room right so you can see these youngsters and and it's such a cool time so i I love seeing that and just going yeah okay i know who that guy is and what he's like and then you know some guys get a chant their own chant uh, from the guys that there's a special connection the rugby team controls the temperature of, of boys' schools, right? You don't need to be good, but if if the school's connected to the rugby team, everything's hunky-dory. You don't need to win. Just be connected. You know, if you can have a bunch of what we call good oaks in the first team, it, it changes the temperature of the school. So, um, for me, two games, uh, St. John's Rugby Fest. On the Saturday, uh, Graham versus St. John's, that's going to be that's going to be nice to see, Cram. Always hard-nosed. Uh, haven't been great over the last few years. But let's see what they can do. Neither of St. John's. But I, I'd like to see what uh, Mr. Lynch and the boys. Uh, Lynch, of course, coach of St. John's. 1150 on the Saturday. So I'll definitely be there. I'll be there on Saturday, nice and early. Nine o'clock. Get the bore all going. You know what I mean? I don't drink anymore, so I'm not getting stuck into the beers. But it's an institution. And for whatever reason you go there for, be there. It's going to be amazing. Schoolboy Rugby is the only thing I will pay for in South Africa. I will pay to go and watch schoolboy rugby. It is the only product I believe that's worth your money in South Africa. That's just my opinion. Graham St John's, that'll be nice, and listen, St John's create a, an incredible environment, and the old boys come out there, um, so it'd be great. And if if you've never experienced it, just go and experience what culture is like, you know. And and it may not be your culture, but just go and experience an elite environment in South Africa. You know, I think it's a it's an interesting time for us as a country, but when you go to These elite boys' schools, just for a little bit, it feels elite. It's the only thing in this country I think that's left that feels elite, in my opinion. It feels like winning. It feels like it's people care and smart people are investing money and and allowing young men and women to do great things. So Graham said, John's 1150. But for me, the draw um, is the Hilton team. And I'm not just saying it because of the bias. I think Brad McLeod Henderson's done an incredible job. Uh, they lost two games last year uh one to by one point to glenwood and by seven points to seven points to paul boys they lost two games last year and listen we were always known as sort of the sports school of the midlands everyone else claims culture michael house and the kersney um in my year with that brad barrett though <laughs> what a what, what, what a sensational athlete that guy what, what a rugby player but Brad McLeod Henderson has done an incredible job. So Hilton played J.P. on the Saturday at 15.20. I think that I'll definitely be there for that. I might even whip out the jersey. Do you know, I've never even looked at my jerseys. I don't even know where they are, to be honest. Maybe at my dad's house, mom's house, I don't know. Since 2004. I have not seen them, by the way. They might even be gone. So, but I might whip it out this year. Just to be that guy. Like, oh, bro, let go. let it go, bro. Jeez. 36 let's school 18 years ago now you let go but uh shout out to brad mcleod henderson uh, he's an old boy of course an alumni hilton college old boy he's done an incredible job so shout out to the guys there but the game of the weekend the one you want to be at um gray high boys high it'll, it's the feature game so sixteen forty on the saturday um it'll be the game of the weekend it's gonna be absolutely incredible Again, I might get my jumper out this year. I don't know. And if you're into schoolboy rugby, let me know. Email me. Hit me up at MKT Inspires. Because I think that's going to be awesome. St. John's Rugby Fest is the one to be at in Joburg. Don't waste your time with the other ones. Unless you go to CARES. Or you're, you know, the Red Machine. Or you go to St. St. John's. Just come to St. John's. It's going to be the best vibe. It's going to be the best rugby. Like, I've looked at the fixtures. This is the one you have to be at. If, you, if you're if you like me and you're a bit of a... Like, I'm an idiot, right? I'm... A like, I'm gonna go there, watch rugby, chat a bit. How's it? How's Michelle? You alright, hey, Yes, I'm. Oh, you're at Investech now. Yes, you're doing well, eh? Or whatever, nonsense. It goes full on brew. But I'm in there, thick. I'm in there. I'm gonna be in there. How's it, brew? Haven't seen you in a while. Jeez. Are you? You married? No. Kids? No kids yet, eh? What are you doing? Where are you working? Oh, brew, I live in London now. Oh, yo, I'm just back for my cousin's wedding. There's a There's a lot of brew going on. There's a lot of how's your betty going on. But I'm in there. I'm going to be in there. And if you want me to podcast about your school, hit me up. At MKT Inspires on social media. But I'm not doing Dear Montville or whatever. I'm only doing elite schools. Like the top 15. If you want to hear more about them, I'll do it. I'll do the research. But but I'm going to be going to school every weekend in Johannesburg. So... I'm gonna mix it up between whichever has the best fixture, even though they're all rather terrible at rugby. But St John's, St stidians St David's, those are the closest schools to me that I'm willing to go to. So I'll, I'll be at one of those three schools every weekend, except the end of the month. I in uh, yeah, I'm away. I'm away in Europe uh, for about a week, but from there I will be at schoolboy rugby every single weekend. That will be happening this year. I've committed to that, and I'm I'm fuming. I am fuming that I my, my travel coincides with a game that I wanted to watch Bloom versus um I think it's the best it's certainly the best junior rugby game in the world for me and I don't get to watch it this year. Schoolboy rugby, listen, if you're South African, you don't even need to like rugby, just go and be part of something world class. Schoolboy rugby events are world class because people smart people with money put effort into them and they care and it shows it is the number one product for me in africa if if you experience it it's not about the rugby it's about the vibe it's like going to if you don't like test cricket you still like going to the cricket right get a couple of beers have a good one in the sun there chat catch an uber home you're home by five o'clock anyway. nothing good happens after 10 o'clock at night anyway. so you have a lack afternoon nice vibe maybe you go for lunch afterwards with the gals the guys then you're home by six, home by seven. Your partner's not upset, you know what I mean? Good day out, you enjoyed the ruggers, you reminisce a little bit. Yeah, back in the day, do you remember so-and-so? Great environment. And you support young men who are doing something positive, right? A lot of young people doing uh, madness. Or, uh, people have always been doing madness, but but these are positive environments in my in my eyes. I, I idealize sports. And I'll see you at St. David's, St. John's. Or Saint Stephens every single weekend for schoolboy rugby. Starting is it two weeks time? I'll check. Uh, I'll check some fixtures. Schoolboy rugby, best product in Africa. You heard it here first. Listen, email me if you want to hear about your team. Uh, if you want me to chat about, I, I'm not going to talk about any other sport. Rugby is the only thing I care about. Like I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not talking about water polo or athletics. Like I'm not. I'm just not. I'm talking about rugby. Don't ask me to talk about hockey because I don't care. I'm not saying they're not great sport. I'm not saying those young men and women are not doing great stuff. But the king is rugby, and that's what I'll talk about. I want to talk about the best stuff, and rugby is the best by a mile. It is the best sport. Come on. Come on. And hockey guys will take offense to that. I remember – is that still a thing now, by the way? Hit me up about that as well. Do hockey – like, we used to say things about hockey players, which I, I don't think I can say in 2023 – <laughs> i'll be honest we used to we used to call them certain names i'm not going to say what those are so you can't use this against me in a court of law or in woke society to go oh my word i'm so offended oh good for you good for you mr or mrs offended <laughs> but is that still a thing hockey players uh, let me know and i know you're probably thinking hey hilton were number one in the country in hockey last year i do not care I just want to watch rugby. I just want to watch Grey Bloom, Paul Him, Paul Boys. That's it. Hey, you know it's quite good? Bishops are quite good right now. Yeah, they're quite good. Last year they had this, I don't know what his name is. The SA school's proper colored guy. Oh my goodness, this guy, one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. One 120 kilograms can run like an outside center. Just unbelievable. Unreal. Unreal. Anywho, that's the pod. All right, it won't be this long in the future. This was just because I wanted to talk some rugby and talk a little bit of schoolboy rugby as well. I think I'll do schoolboy rugby as a separate thing. So the pod, if you don't like football, don't even listen to the pod moving forward. It's just going to be Premier League, basically. I don't watch Champions League. Like, I'll keep an eye on it because it's getting exciting now, but I I don't think it's a very good product. I think the Premier League is the only great football product left me or whatever but it's just an incredible product i've just finished watching newcastle wolves all right so if you're just um rejoining me thanks so much it'll get better i'll get better mics i'll buy more stuff to make it better because as i said this is what i'm going to do with, with the rest of my life um and if you're wondering why i'm back now you can expect the pod to be back in a solid form i would say for for next football season and I know I said this before, but I did some traveling and some stuff happened, which I did talk about on a previous podcast, but I'm over that now. But what's become very clear to me in the last month or so is that this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, hey, whether I make money or not from it, let's see. Uh, if you want to work together, please hit me up. Um, I'm always looking to to work with people. I've always said I think I've got the best podcast in Africa, best sports show in Africa. Um, you know, you, you may not agree with me but i I think i'm about as good as it gets on this continent certainly and i'd like to give that a go and people have been incredible so thank you for the messages thank you for asking where the show is here it is it's the mkt show ladies and gentlemen uh for now i am the hell out of here